This is the EdTech Podcast, your B2B show for the best thought leadership in the industry, bringing you education, information, and inspiration, only on MarketScale. sitting there with a pen and paper. Virtual reality is an interesting medium where students can access a wide range of content. Hello and welcome everyone back to our podcast. This is JW Marshall, online learning consultant for MarketScale. We are still here on the floor at the TCEA conference in Austin, Texas, and I am joined by Marianne Hartel uh, from Flynn Scientific. She's with the marketing department, and we've got some great topics coming up, talking about blended learning, talking about um, the evolution of science labs and where that's going, and um, we're going to hear some good stories of success. So before we jump into our questions, Marianne, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself and about Flynn um, as a point of reference for our uh, listeners, uh, that would be a great way to start. Sure. Um, uh, as you said, my name is Marianne Marketing Hartel, uh, Marianne Hartel, and I am part of the marketing group at Flynn Scientific. Specifically, the marketing I do is around um, getting Flynn out there and everyone to know about Flynn's new um, educational solutions for dis- schools and districts. and. Um, A lot of people know Flynn for all the um, uh, science uh, lab supplies and lab safety through the years that Flynn is known for, but over the last few years, Flynn has really branched out into STEM learning solutions, so that's really what I've been focusing on, and what that means is bringing in programs that have a digital component, so there's that, um, you know, online learning component, and um, really making it a real-world experience, so blending it with the hands-on experience experiences that Flynn has always been providing through their labs. Um, so really creating that um, uh, blended experience that um, you know really is, a, is really a real world experience for kids. And then bringing in other things um, with the, um, you know, as, as NGSS standards were created, a lot of um, the real world experience come in, but also the um, bringing more of engineering into science. So I'm going to talk about some programs that uh, talk about what Flynn is doing there. Perfect. And for our listeners that may not be familiar with NGSS, um, could you just explain in a one minute, you know, or less, kind of what is NGSS and how that's had an impact on the development of, of the science curriculum? Yeah, so, um, well, NGSS standards are the new standards, science standards that have been around. Actually, I don't know how many years exactly. A little while but, now. Um, but a lot of states have adopted them. And what it really, um, from the way I see it, is it's really made things uh, more real world for kids so that they're not, you know, science isn't something that's out there that you learn and doesn't uh, pertain to anything. It's really making it more of a real world experience. And as I also mentioned, bringing in other disciplines like engineering into the, to the fold of, of science. Perfect. And you talked a little bit about um, supplementing the hands-on experience. Um, We've talked with some companies that are trying to replace the experience, and it sounds like that's a tall task and probably not the best um, wholesale for students. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Talk a little bit about those uh, supplements and how they in the classroom work with, are we doing things before, during, after? all the above. What does that look yes. like for students today? So we really have uh, programs that uh, can, you can supplement in, in during the class time as well as outside the class time. Um, and let me start talking about some of the programs of White Box Learning. So White Box Learning is a uh, program that teaches kids 
uh, engineering design principles in a very real world way. Uh, and engineering classes are using it as, as their curriculum um, and science classes are using it as a component of the curriculum. Um, as a supplement, it's also used in STEM clubs, after school programs. Um, basically what the program does is it lets kids go in and um, the design thinking process is first the kids go in and they get, um, they enter the digital program, they get background information on um, what they're going to be building. They then take the time to build the um, design, a virtual model, 3D model, and they analyze that based on specifications the teacher has given them through the digital platform. Um, and then they go on to test it, and they do that through an online competition called White Box Nationals. So as they are um, doing the program and testing it, they are competing against other students, and it's a really big motivator because kids want to get to the top of the leaderboard. Um, and then once they do all that and have an optimized design, they can go in and Flynn provides physical kits that they can actually build the model. So the key things to know about that, there are 12 applications as part of white box learning. So the applications are, they can build a dragster, they can build our newest um, thing that they can build is drone. Um, they can build a bridge, and it's all centered around um, like STEM career cluster uh, for base for CTE uh, education. Um, so we're, it's based on renewable energy. It's based on transportation. So things that are out there that um, that uh, are in the real world. Um, but the really important thing about white box learning that I want to bring out, because as you as I've said many times during this conversation, real world. Um, white box learning is, is probably one of the most real-world educational engineering programs out there and the reason for this is kids get unlimited design iterations. So as I took you through that design process, kids can do that an unlimited amount of time. And why that's so important is because say you're a Ford or you're a Boeing and you're building, uh, Ford building a new car, they're not going to do like a dozen iterations and move on, they're going to do hundreds of them. And that's what kids get to do. Um, so they get to keep testing out and keep optimizing that design. And as I mentioned, White Box Nationals, the competition, as you're competing against kids and you're trying to get to the top of that leaderboard, you're going in and you're going back in and optimizing that design. And I've talked to kids that have actually said, really had to understand the math to really optimize that design and the calculations. So all that upfront research is really teaching kids the math and science behind the design and the whole way we've structured it with the competition really reinforces that learning. So it's, it's really a, a, a wonderful That's, program. And that touches on so many things we're talking about at this conference. Yeah. I can't yeah. even recap all of them. Yes. Um, but you're really bringing them all together. Um, yes. One in particular, though, is you're giving kids uh, the why yep. and getting them engaged and motivated by the why so that they want to go in and learn yeah. the, the steps. And just to think that kids would do that many iterations without being required to do so yeah. because they're engaged in the learning process. Um, you've got to have grit to do that. You've got to have a growth mindset to do that. Those Absolutely. are the things we've talked about. And I would imagine that this even um, not only builds their confidence, but builds their portfolio and builds their resume to colleges, to future employers? Absolutely. Um, kids, especially some of the schools we work in where there's a lot of kids that struggle mm -hmm. um, and they're amazed by that they can actually do it. 
Like they can actually do it and actually understand the math. That's when, when the kids start saying that, well, I have to really understand the math calculation to optimize the design. Um, that's pretty powerful, I think. And um, one thing, a stat I wanted to throw out there is, on average, kids do 62 design iterations before they have their optimized design and start building the model. Wow. So that's a lot of iterations to do. <laughs> and uh, another thing about White Box Nationals is you can be competing within your district, but you can also be competing at a state level, uh, globally, nationally. So it's really a program that um, you know kids are really interested in and find out that they're now interested in this STEM career path of engineering can really go out there and really build and, and, and perfect what they're doing. And they can see other kids doing it, which mm -hmm. is also motivating, yeah. right? That yeah. they want to compete, but just to see, I'm sure the volume is encouraging to them that, yep. hey, I can do this too. Maybe I'm not going to be number one in the world or the country or even my district, but I can continue to get better through iteration, through, uh, you yep. know, learning the things that I thought I was being forced to learn before with no reasoning and now yeah. I'm actually seeing why this is important. That's great. It's going to create lifelong learners and, and it'll spill into other yeah. um, subjects as well. Absolutely. That, that you know, confidence and that Absolutely. mindset of iteration um, should help them in English language arts and uh, social studies yeah, and other, yeah. other areas. And, and I think, just, just to reiterate that, I think that you know what I like to hear was the kids who said, I never thought I could do this. Mm -hmm. um, and we, we actually have some teachers who go in there and, and um, compete against the students and when the students can beat the teacher that's really great <laughs> that's the highest form yes, of learning yes. uh, we like to say that at market scale that education is uh, the highest form of marketing but being able to teach others is the highest yes. form of learning yes. and so that is I'll recap this uh, in my write-up, but you really are touching on you know career, real-world connection, gamification in a really yeah. powerful way, yeah. um, community building to some degree. I would imagine through you know building, yeah. Um, yeah. And, and actually taking the virtual and then giving them the tools to, to be makers and to build yeah. um, you know tangible things is uh, is really exciting. Um, we'll wrap up, wrap up with our last question. Um, we've talked a lot about all of these great things, but could you give us one or two uh, more specific examples of a student or a district or a school that sure. uh, you know has really seen success with this? Sure, yeah. So one, before I do that, I just want to point out that this program is for middle school and, okay. and high, into high school. Um, and um, actually one of our early users is was um, in Georgia, Savannah, Georgia, and it was one of our earliest users and um, the engineering technology teacher there had um, started the program uh, with his advanced students. So the kids who were the eighth graders he started with and the kids that were doing things, um, science at a ninth grade level. And he started the program because the kids were struggling on the state science tests with some of the um, some of the concepts, um, particularly I think it, his was around renewable energy. And he found bringing white box learning into his classroom really helped kids understand those concepts in science better. Um, and what he did find was kids were going um, from below proficiency all the way up to proficiency and some to above proficiency. So it really helped out in science class. And when he saw that happening, he started going in with his engineering class and using all the applications that are out there. And each application takes about three weeks from the time you start um, researching until you, do, you build your design. So he started to incorporate that in. And when he found that the advanced students were doing well, he said, hey, let me try it with the kids who are struggling 
struggling the most. Mm -hmm. um, and he went and he did that and he found that those kids were getting um, their scores, their science scores were above the classes that were not using white box learning. Um, and this was a really struggling district. It, it, it's an, uh, a Title I district. It's in a high poverty level. So, um, you know, that's where we, we found out the kids were really doing things that they never thought they could do before. And the great part of that story is there was no teaching to a test. It was all project-based, hands-on learning, and the byproduct was increased test scores. Yep. And I think that's where we're really winning in education is when we're doing the right things with the right curriculum, the right activities that are really teaching so the students understand the material and can perform with it. And the nice byproduct is that test scores are going up as a result. Yep. Um, so that's the kind of stories we love to hear uh, yep. here at MarketScale. Um, that's all the time we have for this segment. I would like to thank uh, Marianne for joining us today sure, and sure. Uh, thank everybody out there for listening. Uh, we'll be back with more uh, from live from the TCA here in Austin, Texas. I'm JW Marshall uh, with MarketScale. Thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time. Thank you.